Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Jackie. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees rewatching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we are talking about the 1998 movie, All I Want to Do, aka Strike, with our guest, Zach. Welcome, Zach. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) We're so excited to have Zach back. Go back, listen to his first episode with us, Get Over It, from season two. And if you want to pause and get to know Zach a a little bit better, check out our trailer from earlier this week. And... But before we dive in, let's get into some house housekeeping. <laughs> what happened? I caught you in your unawares. I just I disassociated for a second. Sorry. Because of me? No, it's just <laughs> I can't control what the brain be doing up there. Sorry. No one was at the mic. At Nobody the came for the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do We're it just again. leaving it there <laughs> you can just leave it alone it's fine yeah if you love the podcast and you want to support us here are a few ways that you can did you know writing a review and or rating us helps us get more listeners if you want to be featured and help us grow head to apple spotify Podchasers, iHeartRadio, good pods or your favorite podcast platform and please leave us a review peace and we beg you. We, we really do. Do it. <laughs> and if you want to do a one-time donation to the podcast, if you like what you hear, head on over to ko-fi.com slash no more late fees and buy us a virtual cup of coffee. And don't forget to check out our no more late fees merch on Redbubble at no more late fees.redbubble.com. Shout out to Rachel for just buying a No More Late Fees mask. It's time to mask up. The winter is coming and all the germies are out. So that's really good purchase, actually. (laughs) I need to go get one for myself. Me too, absolutely. (laughs) But let's get into the movie. So during the early 1960s, high school teen Odette Sinclair is transferred to her great dismay from a co-ed institution to an all-girls New England boarding school. After learning that plans are in in the works to merge (laughs) Miss Goddard's school for girls with a nearby boys' institution, she and her sorority sister, Verena Von Steffen. I I couldn't even think of how to say that. Verena Von Steffen goes on strike against the school. Throughout the pair are pitted against meddling the pair are pitted against the meddling school monitor, Abigail Sawyer. It stars Kirsten Dunst, Gabby Hoffman, Lynn Redgrave, Rachel Lee Cook, Thomas Geary, Vincent Cartesier, Monica Kina, Matthew Lawrence, Heather Matarazzo, and Merritt Weaver. And it was written and directed by Sarah Kernichin. And... It's really hard to find. We ended up finding it on YouTube in pieces. In pieces. <laughs> yeah. So. The, actually, I think it was just on Paramount Plus like a month ago and I was able to. It was. Oh, okay. It was. Yeah. And it was on Max a while back. And so by the time it was like, where the hell is this thing? <laughs> so I'm like on TikTok watching a sped up version of the beginning. Try I So 
I did. The, I, we both did the best we could with that one. We and did. I thought I had it on DVD, but I, I was wrong. Yeah, I, I have it, but I it's it's lost somewhere. But I know I own it. But yeah. <laughs> but before we start, let's go ahead and get into our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the rating our white two K versions of ourselves would give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again, the best would play on repeat, five day rental, would watch again. Two-day rental. Okay, but nothing to write home about. And same-day rental. Up your Ziggy with a Wawa brush. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. So, Zach, I'm going to start with you. What is your Y2K rating of this movie? It definitely would be would buy it, would buy it again. For sure. I was obsessed with this. <laughs> Jackie? Upon rewatch, I, I remembered surprisingly little about this movie. <laughs> So I would say, I mean, I know we did watch it and we quoted it. So we would, we had to have watched it a couple of times. I'll go with five day rental. What? I am shook it. This is a Jackie Danielle exclusive movie. I remember like nothing about it. But that doesn't mean you didn't love it when we got it. <laughs> I cannot believe this is happening, but okay. Drama. <laughs> It's a would buy. I bought it. I just think I had it on VHS and I didn't rebuy it on DVD. Hi, Chef. <laughs> the budget for the movie oh. was $5 million and it made $907,000 plus. Ooh. So it did not live up to its budget, but this was an indie. It was picked up by Miramax, which isn't a surprise because they were eating up indies at that time for $3.5 million and was given a limited release in the United States. And it was under the title, All I Want to Do. But then Miramax, Miramax found the film's original working tidy, the tidy title, <laughs> The Hairy Bird, which alluded to... <laughs> to male genitals to be too offensive. So that's why it changed, but it didn't change as we learn um, in, I believe Australia. So when it was released in Canada and the United Kingdom under the title strike, the Canadian British title became an alternative name for later releases on the U S based digital platforms, such as like Amazon YouTube and so on. So that's why we keep seeing this like strike versus all I want to do. Though mm -hmm. with the US title being used in the opening credits, Australia was the only country in which Miramax released the original title. I guess they felt Australians were dirty enough for the hairy bird. Um, in March of 2000, the film was re-released in New York um, at the United Artists in Movie Theater in Union Square. And it grossed about $5,000. The director has gone on record saying that Miramax, Miramax co-chairman Harvey Douchebag intentionally shelled the film. While Douchebag was initially enthusiastic about the film and told the director that she, you know, it would screen in 2,000 theaters across the U.S., the uh, Miramax ultimately gave the film no publicity and distributed the film in limited release, mostly in Canada. The film was eventually acquired by Disney and went straight to video. Mm -hmm. I, 
it's it's so funny because I remember when this was or when I first heard about it was like I think it was a a scene like a trailer before like on a VHS tape that Mm -hmm. I rented and I was like what is this movie I've never I didn't hear anything about it didn't know anything about it and it was called All I Want to Do and I remember it was already out they're like oh go you know rent it now or buy it now and I went to my local video store and I was like do you guys have All I Want to Do and the person working was like what is that movie I've never heard (laughs) of it ever and it was years before I actually was able to find it and yeah I yeah it's the I mean this this movie had no chance really when you list everything like that there's just no way it was going to survive the changing titles no publicity hardly any theaters like how how would it how would it do well there's no way yeah I mean are we surprised that big douchebag didn't want a movie about female empowerment to do well I'm I'm not surprised in the slightest and I think at that time with so many tween teen movies like it I don't know if it would have been like huge but I think people would have gone to see it especially with Kirsten Dunst and Gabby absolutely and I think Jackie and I found it because we were in that pipeline already it had all the indie girls in it Mm -hmm. and I'm sure we saw it from an indie movie like a trailer Mm -hmm. I feel like it was like welcome to the dollhouse or something like yeah that. or like oh well what's that let's go look for it next time yeah right. so yeah there was a lot of lines we repeated them quite a bit uh, <laughs> i do love a boarding school movie me too very always much so. always fun so yeah the let's see if there's any fun facts about the cast so monica kina and merritt weaver were real life classmates at LaGuardia High School, which is, if you don't know, is the fame school in New York City. You guys got that for free. (laughs) (laughs) Loved. I'm just sad because like with these smaller indie movies, it's really, really hard to find any fun facts. Right. It was limited, but I was watching videos searching (laughs) for the peanuts. Not much was there. You know, it's funny too because you know, in the late, I I want I don't want to just say in the '90s, but you know, the trend of naming movies after songs of that time that are really big. Because I I was watching it and I'm like, why is this called All I Want to Do? Like I understand on some level, but and then I'm like, when did that song come out by Sheryl Crow? I'm like, was that why this was called that? <laughs> don't honestly, <know. laughs> honestly, because I was like, there's Drive Me Crazy, and then I'm like, I was like was that was that was all I want to do like the biggest song of the year when this movie was released I don't know I don't know just something to think about I guess yeah because I don't usually sometimes they'll say it the title in the movie so like I don't remember them doing that Mm -mm. no all I want to do was released in 1993 oh Okay, then there I'm goes my big to, theory. To dash your your. No, you're incorrect. It was actually released <laughs> years later. This is. This... I should come on here and lie like that. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like it's so sad that we never got a Kirsten Dunst, Kristen, Kirsten Dunst, Christina Ricci crossover in a movie, and I feel like if there was going to be one movie where it would have randomly happened, it should have been this one. Oh, absolutely. Even though. I mean, Gabby should have just said, yo, bestie, come do this movie with Mm -hmm. me because I just feel like she would have fit perfectly Mm -hmm. with the rest of the cast. Who do you think she would have played if she was was in this? Do you think Momo? No. 
I don't think Momo. I, I think she would. I think she would have done really well as Rachel Lee Cook's character, Abby Sawyer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's actually a really good pick. Or Merritt Weaver's character. Yeah, Momo. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Momo. Yeah, actually, she, she could have played any of them. I think. Yeah. But I love love Monica Kina as Tinka Parker. She was mm-hmm. amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Oh. And her her chemistry with Vincent was good. Mm-hmm. I totally like, didn't realize that they had been in another movie together as lump interest called Crime and Punishment in Suburbia. I've never seen that one, but I remember the cover because when we there's like so many movies that Jackie and I remember the cover of, but we didn't see the movie from Blockbuster. Well, what does it look like now? <laughs> You're I'm looking actually, it up. Because I have my I'm on IMDb, <laughs> so anytime there's a reference, I'm like, quick. I'm like, oh yeah, I know that movie. Oh well, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have never heard of it, nor have I. I do not remember the the cover, but oh, that's right. She was in Freddy versus Jason. Sorry, it just like it, like, <laughs> something not in my head right now because I thought when I was younger, I thought she was the most in this movie in particular. I thought she was so gorgeous, and I was oh, just like, she's oh, so pretty. right. But then when oh. she came on Dawson's Creek, I was like, I love her as Abby, just being a complete bitch and. <laughs> pushing the boundaries i was really mad when they killed her off that show because i was just like man she could have spiced things up y'all are boring man where should we start because i know i didn't see the beginning of this movie (laughs) i didn't either so (laughs) here we are (laughs) wait a minute because i was here feeling so guilty that i hadn't watched it in like a month and then and you guys don't even remember it i can't we couldn't (laughs) find it they literally on youtube it was like video three that's where it started that's where it started and we were like okay we know gabby hoffman i think it started with her getting you tell us if we're wrong but it started with her getting caught with matthew lawrence's character is Mm -hmm. is that how it happened well it opens and this is just this just shows you how i have too much time on my hands but (laughs) it opens it kind of opens in the same way as Dirty Dancing with them are driving in a car and it's her voiceover talking about why she's being uh, brought okay. to the school. And then she meets, and then when she arrives at the school, the first person she meets is Abby, I think, played by Rachel Lee Cook. And then I yeah. think, or was it Miss McVeigh? I, okay, this is so bad. Um, <laughs> I I think... I think she does meet Abby because Abby doesn't Abby take her to. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I, it, it literally just popped in my head because they look at the statue and then Miss McVeigh comes up and then uh, um, Odette is like, who's that? And then she's like, that's Miss McVeigh. She's amazing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Abby, when we meet her, is very much giving my parents' name is on the building and mm-hmm. I live and breathe this school she would be, I guess, the same thing as like, you know who her equivalent is? Percy and Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good analogy. I, she's also like not, she's not like mean. She's like just more of like a goody two shoes. Like she's very just wants everyone to follow rules. So I feel like, yeah, it's very much like Percy, at least in the beginning. Yeah, Um, in the beginning. Yeah. 100%. And I just feel like their contrast is very different because gosh 
she she's like in love with the school and the other girl's like f this i want to get mm-hmm. the hell out of here i need right. to get laid by my boyfriend who's played do by do- matthew lawrence <laughs> who we just saw at 90s con which we was did. great i saw i saw i think you posted a photo we didn't post any we didn't get any of him but we did get to watch from afar as him and chili gave each other googly eyes which was so cute that's so just precious. that's adorable <laughs> and also just so like who would have thought like it, it's such a cool couple would have never guessed it never, never in a thousand years <laughs> um <clears throat> but yeah so she, she uh abby takes her on a tour of miss goddard shows her around the um campus and then i think simultaneously that's when we're introduced to the rest of the girls or the main clique of girls and that's when they learn that they're getting a new roommate and I can't even remember where Odette is from and they're freaking out that she's from there. New York, I thought. There we go, New York. Yeah, she's from New York and mm-hmm. they're already going through her shit, which is hilarious. It irritates me though to no end because she walked <laughs> in on them trying on like her hot pants. I don't even know what they are, like her short or her- They're called pedal pushers. They were like above the knee though. Aren't pedal pushers like down by like your ankles? No? I don't know. I thought they, well, I guess you're right. I don't know what the above the knee ones would be called then. Were they they weren't trying on her girdle. I don't know what they were trying on, but they were just, <laughs> they were just not something you try on without asking. Right. Yeah. Uh, no boundaries. No boundaries. And then going through her record collection, trying on her clothes. And then of course, Odette walks in to find that and is not pleased. And well, she she pisses off Abby before she even gets mm. her room. She's like, I'm not even going to warn you about these heifers that you are living with since you want to be <laughs> like that, which I think is hilarious because yeah. we do see them trying all her shit out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I would be hella pissed. <laughs> and yeah, and I think I think what I'm trying to remember the moment that Abby just gets so angry at her. I think she, uh, Odette starts to smoke a cigarette and Abby just walks right up to her and grabs it out of her mouth and breaks it in half. I was like, try that again. (laughs) See what happens. See what happens. Catch these hands real quick. Catch me outside. (laughs) Yeah. Abby's Abby's a rule follower, but she's irritating about it. Very much so. Yeah. And then I think as soon as Odette catches them and talks about how miserable she's going to be there, they find a picture of Dennis and they start to tease her about it, to which Odette says those most iconic words up your Ziggy with a Wawa brush. I just want to know where that came from. If I were to ask the director slash writer anything, why, where, how, who? Like, is this a reference that someone else said? And what is a Zig like? It's yes. like the Spice Girls songs, as a zigzag, whatever it's they like say. And, and, <laughs> like, what is this? I mean, I don't know what a ziggy is either, but based on context clues, I'm guessing it's a certain part of someone's anatomy. Um. A Wawa brush? I don't know what a Wawa brush is. No. You know, all I can say is that I'm sure it was probably like a random inside joke that the director or writer had with her friends. And then it just, because I'm sure just like everyone out there who has these really close friendships some of your inside jokes are just gibberish and make no sense but they just they make you laugh and I I can only assume that that's probably what that where that came from well the director Sarah Nitchin 
I, I hope I'm saying that right. It's probably not. Um, she the the basis of this movie was her experiencing experiences at attending Rosemary Hall, which is a boarding school in Connecticut. It's an all girls institution, and it merged with the boys' school in 1971. And so during her time at the school, she was in a singing group, and she was classmates with Glenn Close, which is oh. crazy. They actually reconvened the original group that they had to sing the song the harry bird which plays at the film's credits mm. and credits but like it makes me wonder what if any of the characters are based on glenn close and which one is it hmm. mm. it's it's hard for me to decide and i don't mean this in an ageist way but to me glenn close has always been 60 and fabulous <laughs> and so like it's hard for me to picture her like even watching fatal attraction i'm like well they de-aged her because she's she was 60 when they made that movie i don't know why <laughs> there's just certain people that always look i guess when you get introduced to someone at that age it's hard to picture them like younger yeah but she's still fabulous and she's still gorgeous but i would say and this is just speculation probably tinka i don't know why i just feel like <laughs> she's so fabulous and doesn't in the film I'm, i can't really remember but doesn't tika want to be an actress uh, i don't know i think i, I wrote yes, down yes, what yes. they all end up doing because i remember when they go through their when they get invited to the daughters of the american ravioli and they're talking <laughs> about they're talking about their goals and she said i'm gonna be a hollywood and right, right and yeah 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 for a second I was about to say yes but then I was like am I confusing her character with, with a Burke. character yeah and mm -hmm. um and now and then in. yeah they <sighs> do give similar vibes they, absolutely absolutely I yeah I think yeah because I think Momo wants to be a doctor or a chemist or a scientist she wants to be something that I'm not <laughs> in and, STEM she's in STEM somewhere there we go there we go and then Tweeny wants to be a, a psychiatrist or Tweety Tweety is that her name yeah Tweety I think Tweety yeah yep. so uh, many interesting names right yes is it is it yeah Tweety Tweety wants to be a therapist because she needs therapy yeah for her eating disorder yes. and anxiety mm -hmm. her just shoving raviolis in her mouth but cold raviolis Ugh. room temperature raviolis I can no oh, no i can't oh mm -mm. <laughs> so debt meets the girls but yes. she like once she gives that iconic she, she tells them off mm -hmm. they like start laughing so hard because they're like what girl what you saying <laughs> but bonded and yeah. they start to, they, you know, the girls tell them, show her the lay of the land. They show her, like, how to kind of sneak around about, you know, breaking the rules. Right. And Verena don't play. She's running that school and mm -hmm. taking names pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, so pretty much her, Odette's whole goal is, like, I guess to figure out how to see my boo. Mm -hmm. so i can be de-virginized and that's it that's my goal right now mm -hmm. right and then <laughs> i think verena i don't know why she i guess because now that they're friends she wants she wants to help her get her wish or they all take care of each other i think is what they say once you're a part of that group 
And so since that's what she wants, Verena's going to do everything in her power to make it happen, which I'm like, what a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even Verena is like, that's your goal. That's what you (laughs) want to do. And then, I mean, obviously the course of the movie, that's her, that's, that's literally Odette's arc is coming to realize like what she actually wants. But at this point, I think that's really cool. and, And it's nice to see like, right away this friendship happened it doesn't take a long time for them to all become super close and that's very Mm -hmm. refreshing um and also like you said that Verena is like the she's the top dog she knows everything she's also not like maniacal or like power which I also love yeah she just wants her girls to to win Mm -hmm. and she she you know it's funny between her and Abby they both love the school immensely right but have different ways about going after their goals to mm-hmm. to show that we also learn that Verena is actually having a rough year her parents are divorcing and so her attachment to the school may be a little bit it's an escape from her reality right. at home but on Abigail's side you see it's an you know almost like obligation Mm -hmm. but she finds the school gives her the love that she probably not getting at home because her mom's kind of an a-hole we learned that her mom is um the leader of the board of the school Mm -hmm. and is planning and plotting the school's downfall (laughs) (laughs) so yeah 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 which is terrible from their perspective. But then also yeah. watching it as an adult, I'm like, well, if the school is failing, you kind of have to, you know, do what you got to do. Right. But yeah, it's, I never really realized that Abby and Verena are basically two sides of the same coin. And I feel like if they weren't so angry at each other, they would be the closest out of everybody, I feel yeah. like. But yeah, like I, yeah, I think, again, I think this sets off, I don't know, I feel like Verena just kind of loves to instigate and get on Abby's nerves, which is really fun to watch because her buttons are so easily pushed abby is so high strung and just cannot just enjoy any moment and oh it's just so it's so entertaining to watch them interact i really love lynn redgrave in this movie miss mcbain Mm. because she as much as 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 much as verena could be like a foil to her yeah she always encourages her even right. in her what would be quote unquote bad behavior because she understands that Verena is going through a lot of stuff and probably more than even her classmates understand what's going on. And what she tries to do is redirect some of the negative behaviors. And even with with Abigail, she knows Abigail's on hinge. And so she <laughs> does she does she like rewards her, but not too much, you know. Right. She knows all of her girls and all she cares about and wants is for their success yes. and for them to be like independent women. And I think it's a really good, a really good role model for them to see a professional woman who maybe didn't go down the route of having kids and getting married but being passionate about something and and helping with with the girls so especially like your character yeah yeah yeah. it's not something you really experience which sucks because so many of the past alumni you they raise these girls to be independent and strong and smart and intelligent and then they go out in the real world and don't 
really get to use all those things or apply mm-hmm. all those skills. Mm-hmm. And then they don't give back to the school, which is why we're in the predicament that we're in now. Right. Uh, and, you know, in regards to uh, Miss Goddard, no, Miss McVeigh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me start over. You know, in regards to Miss McVeigh, <laughs> I, you know, what you said was so true. And I, and I also love that, you know, even though she's trying to push Verena and, and motivate her and give her, you know, give her some kind of guidance. She's also not ignoring when she does something wrong, which that kind of gets on my nerves in movies sometimes where kids misbehave and they don't get reprimanded or get, you know what I like that she's like, you know, I'm on your side, but if you do something wrong, like you're still going to have to like have consequences. And I think that is also very helpful to her because Verena is obviously lacking any kind of boundaries from her Mm -hmm. family because they're just so involved in their own divorce, you know, and and yeah, so I definitely love that Verena is kind of getting some much needed guidance because even though she is ruling the school, she's very clearly lacking any kind of clarity on the situation, I guess. Like, I feel yeah. like she's just so focused on certain things, but she's not really ever looking at the big picture. And I think that's what Miss McVeigh is trying to get her to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I thought that was really, I think Miss McVeigh is a really great character. Yeah, I love her. And it's also interesting because the girls decide they that Verena's like, we have a plan to help Odette be able to see her boo. Mm-hmm. And so the, the thing is like, all you have to do is get your parent to say that you're going to go sleep over one of the other girls' houses or on a weekend or some sort of trip, right? Mm-hmm. So... And they're like, well, I can't get my parents or the reason they sent me here is because they know that I can't be with my boyfriend. So they're not going to say that I can go to New York or whatever. So they're like, just send a letter to one of your friends who lives in New York so that the postage can match. And so they figure it all out. But then Miss McBain is like, hmm, funny. I got this letter (laughs) from your parents that said that you can go to the city. But I just talked to your mom and daddy the other day. <laughs> and they just sent no letters. So what's this about? Oh. But she does give she gives props to the to Tweety, but she doesn't know it's Tweety for the, the forgery. Mm-hmm. Because that's Tweety's thing. She can forge something real good. But she's like, Yeah, you're not getting out of here. Sorry, New York is out. Yeah. And nope. she's grounded. She can't leave the school for the rest of the the year. Yeah. She's bound to the school. So then is that before or after? Oh, no. Is that before or after they go into the town and meet the flat critters? I think that was before because she's obviously leaving the school to go to town. Yeah, because they, I think this is where they, they go to town. To and then mail. they have the, they hatch the plan on the way back when they're walking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. What is, let, let's talk about these critters. Do we have to? Okay. <laughs> what what is happening? Like that's all I kept saying when I was watching these dudes. Like, what is this? Are they are they like beatniks? Is that kind of what their thing I is? I think so. I, yeah. I think that's what they're trying to get at. But right. and maybe that made sense for the sixty. But now it just translates as these dudes are ADHD <laughs> and very creative at the same time. Like. Isn't there, and they're called flat critters because they take photographs of roadkill. (laughs) 
But then I mean, they all have like nicknames that are animals. They are or they aren't. They do. They do. Because like oh, okay. Vincent Cartesier, I can never say his last name. I thought it was Carthizer. I'm way off. Oh, it may be. No, I don't know. All I know I is he's married to Rory Gilmore. Yes. <laughs> and his name was Snake. In yes. This. Oh, okay. Snake. That's right. Snake. So it looks yeah. like they all have have roadkill nicknames too. Right. Yeah. They're snake, skunk, beagle, and groundhog. Oh, maybe that was their first photo. Maybe <laughs> that's a good guess. Oh, Danielle, what if, if we were? What if, what if one was armadillo? Hey, that's a great nickname. I couldn't talk to him. <laughs> first of all, I could never be in this group. Okay. Uh, sound yeah. like my uncle's friends because you know <laughs> my uncle loved to eat the road critters one easter he decided to tell us how we could clean out a possum system so that we can make sure we could eat it no that's fantastic beautiful fodder for easter that's just a great that was that was after he taught us how to play craps oh well <laughs> yeah, there's a little give and take in that relationship he could take it <laughs> All the way to hell for all I care. Oh, wait, there's a wait, they say possum, yeah. So I feel like, well, I was just going to ask. I'm like, if we were in the Flat Critters, what would your name be? Ooh, I like yeah. this game. <laughs> I knew this is where it was going. I don't want to name. I'm going to, I don't want to see this, but I would definitely, I would go with like Bad Bunny or something. Like, Oh, okay. I love that. Know? I think I would be a bobcat. <laughs> oh, what's up, bobcat? And then I think mine. Oh my god! I think mine would just be like grasshopper. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> a roadkill. Oh wait, no, sorry, my bad. I was just thinking of critters. I would say I would just be. What gets run over? Raccoons. Oh, I love them. <laughs> um, Frogs. I would. Have... <laughs> call me froggy there we go that's perfect froggy. little rascals oh, that's right hey sam do you love rom-coms absolutely not they're the worst what just kidding oh. they're my favorite thing in the whole world yeah i love them too but love life has not turned out the way these movies say that it will <laughs> just, i guess put it that way well which do you think came first the rom-com or our weird ways of thinking about love and romance well, that's a real chicken or egg scenario, and it seems like something maybe someone should talk about. Maybe us, maybe in podcast form. Oh my god, you're so right. Each week on The Rom Complex, we pick a topic, and then we chat about the romance movies that have affected our lives. For better or for worse. Mostly for worse. It's The Rom Complex with Shelby Sweeterman and Sam Frontera. Coming soon. 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 <laughs> I'm doing it in whale. Oh yes. Ooh. Ah yes. The love language of the Whales? water. Yeah, the love <laughs> Whale. The love language of the water. Oh my god. So yeah, they go into town, the girls are minding their own business, and a car pulls up with a bunch of beatniks in the back. And here <laughs> here comes Snake hanging out the window and he sees Tinka from a mile away and he's like, 
I'm in love. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is it for me. <laughs> and Tinka's like, I, I, so many, so right. There's a screw missing here, but I'm also intrigued. Right. I'm also intrigued. He's like, he's like that special kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but he means well. He does. He does. Because, like, obviously, out of the whole group, Tinka is not the brightest. Yeah. And I think that might just be like she chooses she's it's not that she's dumb, but she chooses to like, you know. Yeah, because like I was it. gonna say I don't think there's really like that because I don't really think there's like an airhead character in the yeah. group, but definitely like in but I would also say maybe Tweety a little bit, but more just because she's naive, not yeah. because she's not edu- like not educated, you know. I, I think Tinka just knows what she wants to do and she's like, I don't have any need for any of this, like I'm not going to put all this effort into the school thing. Like, right. Yeah. But she's, she's intelligent. Like she wouldn't have been able to stay in the school if she wasn't. Right. But she's just also like zero effort is given. Her goals are less scholastic than the others for sure. Yes. A hundred percent. So yeah, she is intrigued by snake and Mm -hmm. the rest of the girls are just like, what in the hell is happening right now? I I would also ask her that too I'm like, what are you thinking girl like his but I, snake i do love that there's literally like five guys in their group and not one of the other girls is interested in that guy those guys only not to snake be mean, but and- who would be i mean <laughs> not trying to be mean but if you watch the like no one of the guys one of the actors i believe that plays one of the critters it's the guy that plays the video guy, video clerk from the big hit, Jackie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I, I was like, oh, okay. I remember him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Odette gets found out. But there's also another problem brewing because in history class, or is it literature? I can't remember which class it is. I think it may be literature. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's English. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Because French, and then yeah, Mister du- with Mister Dewey, right? English. Yeah. yeah. Odette, of course, being as bright as she is, catches the attention of her teacher because she's able to speak very well about one of the subjects, and then she gets like you could tell she gets like a weird vibe from her teacher because he becomes very too close for comfort. Yes, I would say. And the other girls are kind of like, you could see Verena already spot that with him. And she's probably already checked him on it. But I think the girls decide that this is an opportunity because they really have been wanting to get rid of this man Mm -hmm. and his nasty behavior. Mm -hmm. I thought the way that they did this character and this whole situation was clever without like really saying it. Right. If you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. It was all, it was all intimated and, and very, he was very careful in how he in, like invited her on that trip and yeah, it was very just, and then picked the lint off her sweater. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. And so ironically, the character, Mr. Dewey is married to another teacher who everyone adores. I think she's the French teacher. Um, no, I don't, is she the French teacher? She might've been, I, 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 I thought they were two different ladies but you're probably right. I Cuz I cuz I think part of the plan, well like as you said to get rid of 
they want to get rid of him because right. he is just a lech, as Momo said, uh, tells Odette. Yeah, he's gross. He's disgusting. So gross. Mm-hmm. And the girls, luckily the girls warn her about, like, as much as you want to go to New York, you do mm-hmm. not want it to be in that right. way. Which because, is just, ugh, I just get yeah. such creeps, like, chills down my spine because it's so gross. Even the fact that he invited her. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh, no. And he progressively gets worse, so. Yes, he does. The girls have decided that he's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got to come up with a plan to get rid of him. Right. Uh, where do they get that dirty magazine from Verena stole it see this is what I, I can't believe I still have this information in my head <laughs> Verena stole it from her dad's collection oh that's right 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 yeah. right right yeah mm-hmm. so they somehow do a switcheroo and get him caught up with this dirty magazine but Miss McVeigh by his wife yeah. by his wife yes but, but Miss McVeigh is not falling for it I don't know if it's his wife because the fact that like she the 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 teacher act the French teacher goes and shows like wouldn't you go slap the shit out of your husband first before go telling on him? Well, I think because when they when she the whole the whole scheme to get him caught is he leaves they steal his briefcase mm-hmm. then when he leaves at the end of the period that's when Odette puts the dirty magazines in there and I think it was specifically for his wife to find because they mm. didn't want to le- they didn't want to lose Mrs. Dewey but they wanted Mr. Dewey to go gotcha. so yeah and then she finds it and then yeah I guess she just takes it to because maybe even she thought like there's no way this is his stuff which is right. you know I think she was just probably in denial I mean clearly it wasn't but yeah I think and then Miss McVeigh is very interested in the magazine she's <laughs> like oh, you think you can buy this which go girl do your thing we love it i also find it very and i like i personally would be more okay with my husband just liking dirty magazines versus being an actual right sexual abuser mm-hmm. absolutely so the but it doesn't work no miss McVeigh sees right through it which honestly though i'm not gonna lie i'm like how how would you even because why would you why would you assume that they wanted to get rid of Mr. Dewey? You know what I mean? Well, I think this wasn't their first attempt. Mm, okay. I, I that think that's sense. why she was like, this has Barina written all over yeah. it. <laughs> and it also just seems very blatant. Like he would be a little bit more careful right. about about this. Right. So she does call in Verena and Abigail, of course, is the one that has to go get her, tell her that mm-hmm. she's in trouble. And Miss McVeigh's like, again tip my hat off to you with these efforts but like what are you doing right and also do you know how hard it is to get a male teacher right at all to which my thing was like okay so just have a bunch of female teachers like yeah. like isn't that the whole point is you're trying to show that like I mean I don't want to speak out of turn but to me it's like wouldn't that be the point of the school is to employ women because I especially at a high school level, because again, I don't know what it was like back then, but I'm assuming like any job, it's hard for women, especially back then to get into the the business they want to be. So I'm like, let's employ more women. Let's have an all female, all women school. Let's go for it. Well, and your track record is one creepy teacher, male teacher. So maybe just hire women and you won't have to worry about that. (laughs) Right. And I, um, yeah. So I feel bad that it doesn't work because I wish it did because as we all know, it escalates further. 
but you know so I am at a blank what happens after this moment <laughs> I have the yeah. snake shows up yelling for Tinka at the school <laughs> right he and doesn't he do this multiple times he, he, he does he tries to he like really tries to get on campus and he dresses up as her father mm-hmm. and isn't it like her dad is dead or something yes. so it's just like Mm, okay and he just walks out uh. yeah that's right and then oh my god and then i think then doesn't he get like a no the cherry pickers at the end he yeah, gets uh, it's the dance when he finds he's like right 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 so he is trying with no avail to see his girl and they find out they're going to have a dance with the near their like brother boarding school Mm -hmm. but they also find out that they want to merge the schools and it happens because Tweety is going on a late night ravioli run after using Ipecac to make herself get sick right and she falls through (laughs) the ceiling and not even like not even in like they were so rough with this I was like damn she really went through it (laughs) poor Tweety. <laughs> right it wasn't like a little dainty like slip through like no she went like bam yeah like oh my god this poor girl as if she doesn't have enough on her plate already and i love how that like the next day when miss McBain finds this hole she's like oh this the ceiling must have just finally caved like oh. no no that question a girl-sized hole in your <laughs> ceiling <laughs> so well, I think so then obviously prior to this, like way just to they invite Odette to be part of the American girls, American no daughters of the American ravioli, mm-hmm. which is basically <laughs> their secret society that meets in this abandoned little attic above the school. Right. And then that's when they tell her that's when we take care of our own and we're going to help everyone achieve our goals. So then that's where Tweety was going, right, to get more ravioli at their little hideout, mm-hmm. which. Right. Yeah, which yeah. is through like a closet climb yeah. up the shelves into mm-hmm. the attic and she was just going full force and then i guess she didn't have <laughs> enough room to turn and she just kept going yeah yeah and, um and but this scene is where like we get some discourse between oh i can't remember her name kirsten dunn's character and the group because she's like i think that's what it was where, where they were just kind of like we have to be if there are boys in the school then we have to like wear makeup and mm-hmm. girdles and like giggle at- and flirt and right. do all these things and she's like no we just want to be women and want to be educated and not yeah. have to worry about all that crap also momo gets really upset because this is going to hurt her chance chances right. to get into a really good school because mm-hmm. there's obviously going to be more competition mm-hmm. and there it's going to be you know most schools will limit how many people they will take from one high school so this is really going to affect her chances do you remember the name what's the name of the of saint ambrose right saint ambrose academy i think that's the boys school that they're gonna merge with i think so yeah yeah and so they as you said originally it was just going to be a dance and then Tweety finds out that the dance is actually just a way for the faculty and the administrators to see how well they do together and then if it goes well then obviously they'll go through with the merger of the two schools to save the school from because as you said it's literally decaying all around right. them. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. yeah, that whole conversation that they have where they're all arguing about the validity of this choice, like it's so, it's so well written and it's so, even now it's like, you could have, you can take that scene and put it in a movie today and it would fit mm. so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're still seeing so many institutions kind of go through this and mm-hmm. struggle Yes. Yeah. So you see Abigail's mom is like, look, I've been floating this school for a long time and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like over it. And Miss McVeigh has been trying her hardest to, to keep everything going. And she fights for the, for the school, for the girls. Right. Cause she doesn't um, want it. She doesn't want it merged at all. And, no. And, but isn't it weird? Did anyone notice that like Ab- um, Abby's mom and Rachel Lee Cook's character is kind of like what Kirsten Dunst plays in Mona Lisa Smile with her mom being mm-hmm. on the board. Isn't that so crazy? I was just thinking about that right now. And I'm like, they're basically, she, wait a couple of years, she plays the same character. <laughs> 100%. I, I saw a clip from Mona Lisa Smiles and I was like, oh my God, that's right. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of parallels to that there movie is. in it this abs- one. Yeah, for sure. And did the speech that Kirsten Dunst gives where, as you said, you know, you have to, blitz the zits and spray the pits and push up the tits and like iconic where was the oscar for this <laughs> but didn't it remind like it, it just read so greta gerwig to me like it felt like yeah joe's, yeah. joe's monologue in little women or even america ferreras and barbie like it was mm-hmm. just so it was so good i loved it and it, it really reminded me of like how well how like a really well-written movie is truly timeless and i feel like that scene was definitely like a timeless aspect of the film for sure yeah i i definitely agree i love how they come up with the the plan is to ruin the boys but they were strategic about it because they were like okay we're going to find somebody on the board has a kid at the school Mm -hmm. that's the kid that we're going to make as an example Mm -hmm. and screw them over because it's definitely going to affect them even more so they pull the names of the board and they find out that the grandson of one of the board members is their target yeah Yeah. so they work their magic about trying to get Verena paired up with him actually and this is as you said really quick though that this is when the group actually fractures and I think it's Odette and Tinka who want no part in this scheme anymore Mm -hmm. because they actually want the boys to merge with them and so now it's just Momo, Verena, and Tweety. I think Tweety's still on the side. I think Tweety she... actually, I mean, she's kind of in the middle, but right. she also wants the boys because she's yeah. boy crazy. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Because I couldn't, so... I was, yeah, I was like, did she actually, because when the whole thing happens, I don't think she's part of the scheme at all, but she's also not actively against it. She's just there. Poor yeah. Tweety. I mean, this poor child. <laughs> she's so, so sweet and and oh she's the cutest and the boys are horrific to her what she has mm. to endure at oh my god the dance well, so are we at so we're at the dance now right this is yeah. when, which that i love that little montage of everyone getting ready yes oh it's so <laughs> fabulous and i think we missed where they dye abby's hair blonde do we miss that part oh right 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 Oh, that is right. As a prank? Yeah, they put peroxide in her, like, rinse. And then, that's right. Again, oh, I... Poor Abigail. Right? And 
I mean, she is very snooty, but again, she's not actively trying to like do something to catch. It's just they're misbehaving. And it's like, well, if you're not following the rules, I'm sorry, I'm going to do my job and I'm going to tell on you. Right. But um, yeah, so then the the dance, now that they know that the point of the dance is to to see how this is going to affect everybody, they're like, okay, well, then, like, as you said, our goal is to just mess this up completely and show how terrible these boys are, which, as you said, they're not it's not that hard to do because they are terrible <laughs> well they get a bunch of alcohol despite the punch that's yeah. when they put momo, a bunch of yeah yeah go ahead, sorry. oh no yeah. i was gonna say momo bruise it because she's like a chemist right I, or she's trying <laughs> to be a chemist yeah Whew. then they put a bunch of old they put a bunch of like beer bottle wine bottles whatever alcohol bottle, mm-hmm. bottles in the bus to explain mm-hmm. and yeah she she drugs them actually it's right. not even like they're really drunk per se okay. um, it's like and... four, doesn't she say it's like a, like 80 proof or whatever like it's so strong yeah <laughs> i couldn't even imagine so yeah and then vera uh, is that her name i don't know why i'm botching her name so who's vera Verena. And oh, okay. <laughs> we knew who you meant. Let's just call her Kirsten. <laughs> um, she gets Frost, the one that's the grandson, alone, and she just keeps force feeding him Midol and like <laughs> Midol and Coke because Coke enhances the effects of Midol. Well, well actually, I don't think it's, it's not Midol. She, she tells him it's Midol. Okay. Yeah. But and one then, of them took some real drugs from their parents, and that boy is messed up. Mm-hmm. And then, but he confesses that he wants to get kicked out because it's too much pressure for him to be in the school with his grandfather being a donor and things like that. Right. So then she kind of is like, oh, well, maybe I don't want to do this too. But then it's kind of too late, and she's already mm-hmm. drugged him. <laughs> but he says really nice things to her in his his drug state but i do want us to rewind back to the fact that marina had this all plotted out mm-hmm. but abigail throws a wrench in this because she requests to actually have this guy and they said yeah. they did it by height but no um, she yeah abigail was like oh you really want you dyed my hair okay i'm gonna take your boo like this yeah. is how it's gonna go but Abigail's so easy to read that she's able to kind of like distract her and steal her boo anyways. Yeah, doesn't she? She knocks into her so she falls and gets dirt on her white tights. And it's like, oh, you got to go change. And I'm like, <laughs> can you imagine? Like, I could never imagine having to go change my whole outfit. I honestly would have just been like, well, whatever. There, <laughs> there's grass on my knees. Let's go party. I don't care. <laughs> oh. But yeah. Verena, as you said, she's the mastermind. She is so like mm-hmm. ten steps of, ahead of everybody. And and by the way, isn't Frosty or Frost? Sorry, or they call him Frosty. Yeah, isn't he from the Sandlot? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, isn't he Smalls? I can't believe yeah. that. It's so crazy. Love that. I love that connection. But as like she's with him, like you said, she's ten steps ahead. But the thing she didn't see coming mm-hmm. was Frosty. She mm-hmm. didn't see herself liking him. Right. And they end up snogging, making out. Mm-hmm. And of course, Abigail finds them. And they're in, because that's aren't it. They, aren't they in Abigail's room? Yes. yes. <laughs> and she's got, what is it, a Liberat? Who does she have a poster of in her room? I think it's like 
Liberace or somebody like a piano player or something. So she wasn't trying to be, but wasn't the plan, it wasn't originally supposed to be Verena in the bed with him, right? It was no. supposed to be him in the bed? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then she ends up just kind of falling for his charms. And then that's when it all goes south. Yeah. She ends up, yeah. She doesn't expect Abigail to catch them there. I right. think that's what throws right. everything off. Mm-hmm. So they're messed up. Mm-hmm. Then the other girls are like down on ground zero in the dance while Momo is at least trying to get Drug the entire school. <laughs> right. But there's a group of guys. So the Ugh. the guys are the guy who's um, partnered with Tweety is actually excited because she has stuffed her bra. So he thinks that she's yeah. stacked. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of like attacks her. Uh, not yeah. even kind of, he does. He does. Um, and then when is disappointed when she's not, when he finds out that she has stuffed her bra. And um, it's a really not gross. crazy. Yeah. It's it's really uncomfortable. And again, it's, ha- I mean, it's, it's done very well. And, and, mm-hmm. And it's, well, I think he like pulls out that, like you said, he pulls out the tissue paper and then he has a friend who I think is Bobby from X-Men. I'm not sure, but he has the friend waiting by with a camera. Yes. And then right. he flips her around and lifts up her. Oh, it's yes. horrible. Yes. It's horrible. Yeah. They embarrass her to no end. And then she comes crying to Tinka. As right. this is happening, we find out that the i was gonna call them rascal flats the the it's critter it's the same thing it's the same thing <laughs> the critter gang whatever their name is they have um i'm sorry rascal flats <laughs> the flat critter it fits. isn't isn't the song life life is a highway about life eating roadkill it's fine. <laughs> the flat critters have taken a few of the guys and beat them up and taken their clothes so they can sneak in so of course they could see so snake could see tinka and tinka is trying to you know comfort tweety but also find the guy because she tells her who it is and Mm -hmm. she's looking for him looking for him and then she sees her boo and she realizes that the guy that they beat up was the guy that actually hurt tweety so she's like you know what bonnie and clyde you and i right Mm -hmm. ride or die what happened to tweety was enough for tinka to switch sides and is like no i don't want them here anymore yeah and so now everyone except Odette is on Team Verena, but Odette is kind of like I think oblivious to everything because she ain't there. Where'd she go? She she's in their secret hiding space. They have mm-hmm. reached out to her her boyfriend again, played by Matthew Lawrence, and they told him how to get to the secret place. Mm-hmm. And he they have like a uniform for him so that he looks like he's one of the boys, so that they can get to Dennis to knock in the boots or whatever Mm -hmm. and poor Odette like she gets buyer's remorse when she realizes like I don't know if I really want to do this Mm -hmm. anymore let's just talk yeah you know about me what do I know about you right it was more of just the idea of finally doing it and then I think being around all these wonderful peers of her she kind of realized that there's more to life at that point for her yeah and then I think that's as you said like she starts at talking to him and she's like well wait a minute maybe it's not the like maybe we're not as meant to be or maybe this mm-hmm. is not the most perfect thing on top of that he's supposed to bring rubbers and instead he brings contraceptive foam 
Like what? I oh my god! And then he pulls out the canister. I just remember this because it always made me laugh. He pulls out the canister, and it's like first of all, it's like this bit. It's huge. And then there's like a syringe. And she, what, what did he think that she was just gonna sit there and in her, insert herself with foam? And then I just, just, oh my god, it was so cringe, so cringe, but in the best way. And they get to talking. They realize that you know it's okay. They can take things slow and get mm-hmm. to know each other. Blah blah blah. But then of course they are interrupted by Skeevy McGeevy, their teacher, mm-hmm. Chester the molester, walks in. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he looks so happy mm. catching them this and the absolute fear Odette shows in her face when she is begging Dennis. Don't leave. Yeah. Don't don't leave her here. Which like Dennis is so concerned about like, oh, I'm caught, like, but like he's right. a going he doesn't put two and two together that well, Odette is yeah. not dressed I, pretty much. Comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I think maybe on just to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, obviously he doesn't know the the deal with Mr. Dewey so much. I think he yeah. probably in that moment just thought, oh, we're going to get in trouble. She's going to get expelled. Like, I think maybe that was kind of what he was thinking of. And then I do recall, like, right when she's telling him not to leave, he starts to, like, usher him out. And then he mm-hmm. tries to stop a little bit. He's like, well, well, wait, 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 wait. And then just closes the door on him. Yeah. Which is, like, so scary. And yeah. so, ugh. Ugh, I, I would have there were candles let me tell you oh yeah i would have burned that place to the ground first before that man touched me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i yeah honestly just go run back and jump through the hole that tweety fell through <laughs> and then you're you're out of there it's the escape patch <laughs> it is it really is and but the good prior, i would say like prior to that moment as we talked about earlier like it was very ambiguous like his his disgustingness right. And then at this moment, it's really when it's like, no, no, there's no ambiguity. He is a disgusting human being and he is there for one reason. Like he found his moment and he's going to seize this moment, which is awful. Well, she should, he tells her she should be punished and maybe they can make a private arrangement. Blech, no, <laughs> disgusting. Disgusting. Ah, uh, Jesus. And how does she get... Uh, is it the, the rascal flats, flats come yeah, running yes. through? <laughs> Which, how did they? What? Why were they there? Did oh, they saw Dennis right leave? I, yeah, I think they saw Dennis leave. Like come and, out of the door, and then they're like, yeah. "Oh, what's up they're there?" Like oh, they're like, "Oh snap!" I think Dennis mentions that the teacher catches them, so he oh, okay, they're okay. like they're like, "Oh shit!" And so they they go mm-hmm. to help. So the rascal flats run in. Mm-hmm. Break beat beat <laughs> him sorry. up. Oh, they, <laughs> they dress oh. him in women's clothes or something, and they or they right. do some, and they drop him through the the escape hatch mm-hmm. through the so he's locked in there. So a lot of shit is happening. Everything's and, going on, and he's because once they drop him in there, that's when his wife and Miss McVeigh walk in, mm-hmm. and I think she's like not again or or something to that effect of like you know this is it. And, yeah, uh, I'm done with it. Right. With you. You're you're the worst. And just like and that, I think, the Mr. Dewey problem is gone. Yeah. It's taken care of. Miss McVeigh, I think as soon as she sees him, she already it clicks what the hell's going on right. here for right. her. Absolutely. So yeah, they 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 she Miss McVeigh actually finds the the head 
I don't know if you call him miss it's not headmistress, but I don't know what you would call headmaster? him. The there headmaster. we go. Thank you. They she finds him and she's like, "What is with your boys? All this other stuff. Mm. This is despicable." They they leave or whatever, and obviously, what's his face is like done. He's getting kicked mm-hmm. out of school. Verena is done because she got caught with a boy. That's mm-hmm. like no coming back from that. Isn't there What's a moment, isn't there like a huge isn't there a whole sequence when they're singing and they just start throwing oh, up at each other? Right. Yeah, yeah. Momo puts something in their drink to induce vomiting. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Right. And they're supposed to perform and <laughs> they all just start throwing up. And yeah, that's when oh. they go to the bus and they see all mm-hmm. of the, the the alcohol and whatnot. So yeah, the bottles, yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> I don't know what this obsession with putting vomit in movies. I, like, can we just go to every studio and say, we don't need it. You can, and, just, yeah. you can make us like, just have them do it off camera. It's fine. Right. We it's not funny. It. It's not, it's not cool. funny. It's gross. It's so, it's so gross. I was just thinking, cause our, our last conversation and get over it when he throws up in the punch, like, yes. oh, right. I don't know what's worse is the throwing up in the punch scene or the scene in She's All That where there's pubic hair on the pizza and he has to eat it. Like, okay, both? I'm going to be honest, it's the vomit. Any, it's <laughs> the vomit, no matter what, it's the vomit. And I will never, ever be okay with it. I just don't, it's like the three scenes that have, the vomit scenes that have traumatized me is like this, get over it, and then stand by me when they have that whole mm-hmm. pie eating contest thing. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't do it. It's gross. We need to start a protest. No more vomit scenes. In- <laughs> Cannot be a part of the agreement for the WGA. I'm literally going to go put that in there. No more vomit scenes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Momo's very pleased with herself because she did, you know, tip tip her at, your hat off to her. Yeah, she, got, she got shit done. Mm-hmm. Marina got caught. Dennis is out. Yes. But Odette is happy that she's saved from her by her friends rascal flats better than ever <laughs> ready to yeah, go yeah we give tour. them we give them a lot of shit but they're actually pretty decent guys yeah yeah 100 god bless the broken road <laughs> <laughs> that led goodbye straight <laughs> to mrs goddard <laughs> um but then they find out that all the hard work that they did really doesn't do anything that they're still they're gonna vote Right. And it's still going to probably happen. Verena does get kicked out. And so she has to leave. So they say goodbye to her. It's yeah, pretty oh, sad. That's right. Yeah. She's not there for the final big old protest. No, she's gone. And this is when Odette kind of st- stands up, take, yeah. you know, takes on the position we probably would have seen come from Verena. Verena. Yeah. But before Verena leaves, she kind of, you know, she seems happy and content. Like she feels like she's in a solid place and she realizes that maybe she was a little stuck and that she had kind of like a not so healthy relationship with the school. Yeah. And this is probably what she needed. Plus she likes her new boo. So, and they're going to, you know, end up going to school together. Right. Oh my God. That's right. I can't, it's so funny how much stuff is being like put back in my, in my mind. How does the, so how exactly does the protest start? Because I remember that they find out that it's going to happen anyway, or the vote is going to happen. And 
I can't recall if the protest is to because they want to be able to vote on it as well. Is that mm -hmm. why they're protesting? Yeah, they want to say they want to be able right. to have okay. a say in their education and in the school. And they plan pretty quickly. Yeah. And Odette kind of becomes a leader. Mm -hmm. And all the girls, even Abigail, goes against her own mother mm -hmm. because this is just not what they want. So right. they lock, they lock, they do a lock-in essentially. And it's the last day of school where all the parents are coming to get the kids mm -hmm. and they're like outside and they can't get in. And of course the school only has three old ass security guards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so they really can't do much. The girls have blockaded the entrances and whatnot. And then when the cops come and then they call the news crew, actually the mm -hmm. girls are again, very savvy. Yeah. So they do the lock-in. Yes. And right. It's kind of interesting to me for your main character. I guess, I mean, so Gabby Hoffman is essentially the lead of the film. Odette mm -hmm. is our, is our like, is the audience's like surrogate. Cause I was going to say, it's so strange for Kirsten Dunst not to be in like the most pivotal moment of the yeah. movie. So I find that kind of odd. I, I can see why, because that way you have the other girls finally step up and like mm -hmm. realize what yeah. you've been trying to fight for for so long. But I do wish she could have been there. I think it would have been fun. Yeah. But Odette, she she gets up there. She gets the horse club. They all mm -hmm. have horses to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To, they have. They take the sheets and they make messages. Mm -hmm. They did. They call the press, so the press mm -hmm. is there along with the right. police, and the parents are like, "Get through there!" What? And they're like, "This is not. This is not looking good. We're not about to beat down some <laughs> girls on national television. Right. You crazy?" So the girls are ready to stay like we got enough ravioli to be down here for a while okay oh no offense. They, if i was one of those girls they, no ravioli they, for me i'm leaving bye you guys good luck with your school somehow like they have regulators mount up on horses like, <laughs> they do not play they, they do not know. play and they want uh, the bylaws amended and they want a student representative on the board. Yeah. Right. Which and is then, fair. Yeah. yeah. Which um, I, I think is interesting because obviously the director writer, this is like wishful thinking for her because her school did have to merge with the boys' school. Right. So it's really nice that she's able to kind of like say, this is what I wish would have happened. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, they do vote to keep it girls only. My question is, cool, but still you have no money. Right. Well, no. So all the girls, all the girls, the students dig in their pockets, their their Christmas money, their whatever, their, I think they even say their trust funds. Wow. They, go, they like give money. It's not a lot, but they give. And so that's when Miss McVeigh says to the parents, because they're in the chapel, I think she addresses them and say, look, if your girls were able to dig and find money, I think everyone here can do the same. Mm -hmm. And so the parents actually start giving money. Alumni start giving money. So they are able to raise the money okay. um, needed to do this, the what to keep up the school and whatnot so the girls inspire the adults mm -hmm. with their love efforts it. love it and then uh tinka sneaks out 
to you to to sneak the leader of rascal flats uh-huh. well her mom is in her room and her mom is just like talking to her lay and then you hear him yelling for her and she goes out the window because he's on one of those what are those things like i call them cherry picker? pickers but I, yeah yeah like i let's just say cherry picker sure sure yeah so she climbs out the window to go be with him in this cherry picker i'm like y'all ain't got nothing but money and time out in these streets (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he yeah so then they ride off into the sunset literally together (laughs) literally and then and then also it's kind of a great way to like close out odette's arc because i think in the beginning she made it very clear she wants to get into politics so mm-hmm. I think this was definitely her finally put, being able to put all that into practice. But yeah, and Verena does come back. This is the scene oh, right. she does come back with her boo he, in his wonderful sports like car. I don't know what it was. Sorry, <laughs> Jackie, I couldn't find any info on that one. But <laughs> they roll up, and she's like, "Great job! I, tr- I, you know, I taught you well," kind of thing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is when we learn that she's. They go to they're going to be going to another school together a co-ed mm-hmm. school and right. whatnot so we we do get to see end the movie with saying like seeing Verena which is nice right yeah, yeah. I'm glad they brought her back because then it would yeah. have been very weird and yeah the the last part of the movie or the very ending of the movie is like what they all become after this endeavor so Verena starts Moi magazine which she talked about in one of their meetings, Odette does become a congresswoman. I wrote Tinka came out. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> she, it turns out she wasn't looking for a snake. She was looking for a beaver. And that's how it goes. Part of the, still part of the flat critters. <laughs> See what you did there. And I appreciate it. <laughs> Teresa Tweedy becomes an adolescent psychologist. Mm, love that. And then Momo, this one's my favorite, develops the first male oral contraceptive. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> love it. No spray contraceptive. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> and then Abby becomes a radical activist and she's in prison serving a sentence for a 1970 bank holdup. So this one, I will admit, still makes me <laughs> upset because they they make it a point to show Abby finally like coming full circle and realizing that she was like on the wrong side. And then she's like, you know, tells her mom up your Ziggy with a wah-wah brush, mm-hmm. um, as you do. And right. so then I'm like, yay, like she's one of them. And then when this happened to her, I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> But she's still living her truth. I that's mean. true. That's true. But I'm just yeah. like, not Josie. <laughs> <laughs> and that is All I Want to Do, a.k.a. Strike, a.k.a. Harry Bird. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> we did it, y'all. We did <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, another fun fact is that Nora Ephron produced this movie, which so we can count this as a Nora Ephron movie, by right. the way which yes. I love. I love that for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 but before we get into our ratings, Zach, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social again? 
case they missed it. If you missed it, how dare you? I am, <laughs> oh, you know, fine. Well, I'll get over that. I'll forgive you. Uh, <laughs> you guys can, everyone can find me on Instagram at the mighty Zach and on TikTok under my handle, Zachy Quacky Tacky. And you guys can check us out at No More Leafies on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and Threads. And let's get into those ratings. We're going to start with you, Zach. How would you rate this movie in present time? I am such a fan of coming-of-age movies, and I feel like this is a solid one. I don't think that there's... There's not really much I would change about it. I think it still holds up. I think it has a lot of modern themes that are still relevant today. So I would I would buy it again, for sure. Jackie? I'm going to stick with the five-day rental. I did enjoy my rewatch. And Danielle? It would, I, I need to buy it. I don't know where mine is. So I'm going to say <laughs> would buy it again because clearly I had it. Uh, I don't have it anymore. I didn't have a problem with, you know, it's a white feminism movie, but I still liked it. Mm-hmm. What can and I it say? it had Rascal Flatts in it. Right. What could you want? This is where they where they started. It's really cool to see them. <laughs> it's, their, it's their origin story. I love it, a good I mean, origin story. That's really what story. it was. <laughs> Wasn't that the fourth title? It was just called the Rascal Flat story. <laughs> Rascal Flats hit it again. <laughs> I was trying to think of another one of their songs to make a joke in it. Oh, mine was I so bad. I was just gonna say, wasn't it called the Little Rascals Flats? Oh. I have one of their CDs and that's because of your sister. Mm-hmm. Your sister really got into country music at one point. She did. And I, I've been to a Rascal Flats concert with her. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thanks, Heather. And recently, the same concert, weird little concert I went to where I saw Coolio a week yeah. before he died. Oh, right, right. He was the, the lead, lead singer. Was the there. lead singer of Rascal Flats was there singing too. It was such an eclectic group of people. Wow, it sounds like it. It it was bizarre. Uncle Cracker <laughs> was there. Um, How in America did we get a man to name himself Uncle Cracker? Wait, is Uncle Cracker the one who's saying... Follow me, everything is yes. all right. Is yes. Okay. yes. Okay. And then okay. part of Naughty by Nature was there. Oh, it was, wow. it was, it, it sounds like a fever dream that didn't actually happen, but I promise it did. <laughs> yeah, you made all this up. <laughs> tell me if this isn't same character, different front. Okay. Tell the me. lead singer of Rascal Flats. Uh huh. The lead singer of Smash Mouth. Uh huh. Yes. Uncle Cracker. Yep. And you. the guy from Dives, Drives, and Guy some Fieri. I was just going to say that right now. I was going to be like, Tell me Fieri. you don't put them in the same room and That's you're a little a confused. Put <laughs> Mark McGrath like circa Scooby Doo when he had the blonde hair also and it was spiky. Perfect. From what was, what was his band? Sugar Ray? Sugar, Sugar Ray. Ray. There we go. Yeah. I was about to say Sugar Fly, but that's not right. <laughs> Yeah, he was gonna fly, or he just wanted to fly, right? That's every morning. uh, Yeah, there's a halo halo hanging from the corner of my my girlfriend's post bed. If you want to join the sing along, hit us up at our quick drop 909 601 NMLF. 
909-601-6653. Twat us at the Twitters, hem us at the threads, or leave a message on a Spotify for Podcasters account, and you could be featured on a future episode. Thank you so much, Zach, for joining us. We had a blast, and you are welcome anytime. Anytime. I can't wait. I'm coming back again. (laughs) Can't get rid of me. (laughs) And as always, be kind and rewind.